Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. These morose motherfuckers right here. Smells like somebody shitting their cereal. Bong. That was good. Come on in. Hey, Berserkers, welcome back to the podcast. That little quote right there from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back should give you a good idea as to what this week's episode is about. That's right. I'm going to talk about the man known as Kevin Smith and his impact on the world through the Clerks franchise and all the other films that go along with. For those of you who may not have seen Clerks before, I highly encourage you to do so. And then there's a whole series of other films that come along with that you could enjoy as well. Clerks is a film made by Kevin Smith from 1994, and it chronicles the life and times of Dante and Randall, who are the clerks that the film is named after from the perspective of behind the counter at the quick stop convenience store through the lens of a black and white security camera and also introduces characters Jay and Silent Bob and this spanned an entire franchise in the viewers universe with additional films like Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and Reboot, uh, Clerks 2 and 3, and and several, several others. Uh, These films embrace so much in terms of pop culture and social commentary, uh, disguised in foul-mouth antics and weed and dick and fart jokes. And with the amount of internal nods and tributes to so many things in these films and the impact that Kevin Smith has had on nerd culture in general, to say that it has inspired me would be an understatement. I'd like to think that... Uh, the staple that he has been in American cinema and pop culture has just been, for lack of a better term, pretty impactful, uh, especially for me. And I know plenty of others that, uh, that, that take a lot away from his films. Everything from quotable lines and references, the terms coined by the franchise, have found their way into my daily usage, snoogans. Kevin Smith's just a guy who makes movies with his friends and talks about the things he loved as a kid. 
things from his childhood, like Star Wars and comic books. His reach spans so many other realms that, I mean, really it showcases his talents. His influence can be seen on television, uh, and podcasts, in print through comics. He's got his own comics. Even in the animation uh, world with the Masters of the Universe Revelation series on Netflix, this guy does it all. And the best part is that he's just a regular guy who likes what he likes, and he runs with it. This low-budget, independent film from 1994, Clerks, launched him into the life he has, which in turn has affected so very many, myself included. So not only does he just enjoy being silly and laughing at pure buffoonery, but he also has a gift of providing social commentary on issues from everything from religion to women's rights, racism, even things like growing old and health and love and parenthood and sexuality. He's able to do it in somewhat in jest and also in a way that's not all up in your face to push an agenda. He understands what his values are, and to me, he's an example. This episode covers three different forms of artistic media and projects that I have done inspired by the Clerk franchise, and one is a painting, uh, one is a set of action figures, and one is a photography shoot that uh, recreated some classic scenes from Clerks. I assure you, we are going to discuss three different pieces today, the first of which is titled Movies. It is a mixed media on canvas, dimension 16 by 20, and it was completed on 5 March of 23. And so I created this piece while I was watching the latest in the Clerks franchise, Clerks 3, uh, at home on DVD because I buy physical media. And... That's what I was doing, just watching that, and I wanted to somehow um, represent this character because unless you're kind of familiar with the franchise, you wouldn't necessarily recognize the character itself. So Mubi's in the franchise, Mubi is a is an animated character, uh, Mubi the Golden Calf, is, as it's known, initially premiered in the movie Dogma, and then primarily is the foundation of the main setting in Clerks 2, the Mubi's restaurant. It's a chain of fast food restaurants and there's a ton of uh, merchandising and things of that nature where it's kind of Kevin Smith's subtle commentary on the use of these iconic images and popular culture references, whether it be cartoon characters or you know certain things of that nature that have just a huge following and that we, we kind of idolize in a way that I guess if you are religious in nature would look at that as kind of that blasphemous uh, false idol, so to speak. And that's where the, the movie, The Golden Calf, comes from. And so I did this piece, like I said, while watching that film. And I did this all in one sitting as well. It's on canvas, and I painted the entire piece with a palette knife. I didn't use a single brush on this. And I wanted to try this technique just just because um, palette knives are often used when painting with oils and it's nice because it allows for a, a nice crisp edge, but it also helps to guide the paint in a way to pick up on different textures and various dimensions within the, the piece. And so on, on this, I just wanted to just kind of try it on and just see where it would go. And I sketched out 
the initial image of what I wanted to paint and then took the palette knife and I just essentially painted that exclusively. And so the background is very much, uh, has a variety of colors and it has a lot of texture just by virtue of using the palette knife. And it's got a foundation of like a kind of a dull, kind of a lightish green color with some, some elements of blue in there. But then I've also got kind of a, just a beige, cream colored, a little bit of orange and red in there, just very subtle, very light background. But you can see different strokes as it comes to the use of the palette knife, how it captured and how it was transferred onto the canvas. And that's essentially the background. The cow itself is kind of cropped. It's leaning into the image. You can only see a, a partial I guess a, a partial um, perspective of the the logo itself, where he's kind of leaning out of a circle. The circle is purple in nature with an orange outline. And then again, all the textures have the same type of similar feel to it. And so if you were to look at the piece cohesively, it's almost like it looks like an old sign that was perhaps just weathered and it just, it has elements of aging and distressing and and that's kind of that so every layer within the piece itself has that repeatedly so you have the initial background you have the orange around the edge of the circle you have the purple within all of it distressed all of it applied with the palette knife Mubi himself is golden it has elements of various shades of yellows and gold the snout region is cream and colored, very similar, but a little lighter than the background. And then on the hands and horns, it is white. And that's kind of the piece. Like that's, that is the application of all acrylic paint on the canvas. Once that dried, I went back over it with a really heavy, thick Sharpie. And I really love the way that the contrast of the the randomness and the the I guess it's it's just a not very precise application of the paint balanced against a very thick and heavy bordered black sharpie application balances out quite a bit and you can see some very clean and distinct thick black line work and that's what I think kind of draws it all together and that's the piece that's it. Um, I, I did this in one sitting, and as I've mentioned in other shows before, I like using acrylics because I can do that. It allows me the opportunity to do a piece from start to finish, and because it dries so quickly, that that's it. And it's very satisfying because I can I can knock it out and just like I have it. So I've got the image. I can transfer that image from my mind to the canvas or whatever uh, media I'm working in, and like that, it's done. And I love that. I love the ease of that. So as someone with not a whole lot of patience, that definitely comes through very quickly. So the second piece that I'm going to talk about is actually a pair or a set. It's Jay and Silent Bob, but it's not in a media that I've discussed yet on the program. And what it is, what they are, are action figures. And 
it wasn't long ago that I got really into creating customized action figures from parts and pieces of other discarded, broken, or just combined action figures. I got into this, uh, like I said, several months ago, actually a couple years ago at this point, and for many, many months on end, like this is what I exclusively worked in. And it was exciting because it was, it was new and it was fresh. And what I would do is order these giant lots of broken action figure parts and pieces off of eBay and I would use them to create unique and one-of-a-kind action figures of my own, whether they were actual known characters or if I would just use them to create my own characters. And a lot of them use parts from vintage action figures. Some of them were older than others. Some of them were just more current stuff. It, it, it all depends. I was open to using just about whatever I could to make it work. And... I would use wrestlers, I would use old He-Man figures, you name it. Like if, if there was something that I could somehow work into uh, utilizing certain parts and pieces, I would make it happen. And so one day I was working with uh, just a variety of stuff that I had, and sometimes it just kind of clicks. And so I, I was messing with some parts and just kind of figuring out some stuff. And I was looking and then all of a sudden I realized I've got the opportunity here to possibly do a Jay and Silent Bob. And so I did. And I'm really pleased with the way they turned out. It was kind of cool. And let me tell you a little bit about that. So we'll start with Jay. Jay is primarily one whole body. And what I did was I used a 90s era wrestling action figure and repainted his entire body. I repainted the, the arms, uh, chest and legs, everything. And it's mostly done in the style of his attire from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Now the head that I utilized was actually from a vintage Murdoch figure from the A-Team, an 80s action figure. And he has a baseball cap. What I did was I removed the bill of the baseball hat because Jay usually either wore uh, a hat with no bill on it or like a beanie type hat. And so I trimmed that off and then I used some Modelite uh, synthetic sculpting clay to sculpt his hair. So I was able to uh, affix the head. I attached that to the body. And then I sculpted some long hair in the front and then in the back, as well as just kind of shaped the hat a little bit more with some of that modeling compound. And then to kind of wrap it all up, I used uh, just, we have a big bag of rags in the shop and used that to uh, find a, a yellow piece of like, uh, like sweatshirt material. And I trimmed that up and then I tied it around his waist so it looks like a jacket that's been tied around his waist. And that's Jay. Pretty easy day. Silent Bob also was foundationally used from a, um, a 90s era wrestling action figure. And the arm was broken off, one of his arms. And so I was able to find another arm and attach that. And what I did was... The hand itself is kind of flat, and so it's almost like if you were to imagine shaking hands, like what that hand looks like. And so I raised it in such a way and glued it in place 
so that I was able to take another finger off of a different action figure and I was I took the finger and wedged it within his finger so that it resembles and I painted it to look like a cigarette and so Silent Bob has got his hand kind of partially raised holding a cigarette the clothing and the attire that he's got on he's got some blue jeans and I painted the shoes to look like a pair of Chuck Taylors and then I also used the bag of rags to get another piece of material that I could fashion his trench coat out of. So the arms are coming through, they're painted, and then the basically the, the length of the trench coat is uh, just glued in place. I was able to sculpt a, a backwards ball cap onto the head of the figure as well as a beard and the long hair for that. Then I painted the, the arms to match the, the color of the cloth used for the trench coat. I painted a collar onto that and then the button that he has on his, on his jacket there. And, and that's Silent Bob. So that's the set of Jay and Silent Bob. I took a picture of the two as they were displayed, kind of standing next to each other. And then I used the, an editing program on my phone to just change the color so that it was in black and white and would resemble uh, them in the clerk's setting. So yeah, that's what I did. And it was kind of fun. It was really fun. Uh, did that one, that piece was, they were the set, I should say, was finalized and uh, finished on 13 February of 22. The final piece is a series of photographs taken uh, true story. On my last deployment, we found ourselves very much in need of having to find ways to remain entertained. And a handful of sailors, a couple of props, and an iPhone led to the recreation of some iconic scenes in the Clerks film. And so a handful of us got together, utilized the ship store early one morning, created a couple of props, and then just kind of posed to recreate some classic scenes. And from the very get-go, uh, used an old pillowcase, and I wrote with Sharpie, I assure you we're open, classic sign, and hung it out front of the ship store. Above the main door of the ship store, simply printed a quick stop grocery sign and taped it up there. Lastly, inside the store on the register, put the classic little sign that was written from the original film that says, if you plan to shoplift, let us know. Thanks. And so just a few of us got together and a couple of us posed behind the counter as Dante and Randall. A couple of us posed outside the store and inside the store as Jay and Silent Bob. And we also had the Chewy's Gum Guy represented as well. And so it was just kind of fun, kind of silly, maybe spent all of 10 minutes in there. And I can't necessarily take credit for the artistic uh, actual photography because as a part of the subject myself, we kind of handed the phone around and, and some of us took different pictures and stuff. But it was, it was just fun and it was silly and it, it really like it lasted just a matter of minutes. But 
once I was able to take the the uh, photographs and then enhance them by putting them in in the grayscale in, in black and white it, it just it set the tone it makes the complete difference than just if they were in color and it resembles the film all of us are we're friends of friends fans of the films and it was it was just a good time so it was something to pass the time something to do something silly just a handful of sailors uh, being sailors and uh, being clerks so that's almost the end of this week's show. Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? But seriously, before we wrap up, I do want to take a moment to actually uh, level up a little bit here for a second. And I want to bring attention to the fact that just days ago, Kevin Smith released a very personal and vulnerable video. He partnered with People Magazine to put this out. No agenda. Uh, no sales. He's not trying to, to sell anything or, or represent anything. He's simply trying to advocate for his own health and for yours and for mine and for ours. And so mental health, if you haven't picked up on it, is a big part of this show. And I wanted to share not only the fact that I've done some clerk's work, but the, the, the fact is that the timing couldn't have been better. I saw his video, and so I kind of rushed and brought forward discussing some of these just so that I could be able to acknowledge his video. I want you to take time to go look it up. It's 34 minutes long, and it's worth every single minute. And he talks about trauma. He talks about some of the things that he experienced in his childhood from everything from uh, some pretty graphic content to some bullying and various uh, struggles that he's had. And so people are people. And even the, the people that we think have all their shit together sometimes don't. And it doesn't mean that we're uh, any less than anybody else. It just means that we happen to have some things that we're dealing with. And guess what? We all have that. Um, there's not a person on the planet right now that isn't dealing with something that you know nothing about. And that's why I try to encourage people to remember that. Kind of give others the benefit of the doubt. And remember that um, we've all got some stuff going on. So I wanted to use this platform, even though it's small and it reaches... Uh, a very minor number of people, although I'm grateful for every single one of you who listen. I, um, I want to express my support of Kevin Smith and his honesty and his integrity and the courage that he had to make this video in order to benefit others. So while he's working on himself, I encourage you to do the same thing. And guess what? I'm right there with you. So continue to strive to get better every day and um, you can do it. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramones Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page, 
or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.